TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it on a Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. We won't have you for the whole hour here of Sports Open Line. We'll leave a little bit early and get out of here for St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Cardinals are in action tonight as they match up against the San Diego Padres, playing their final weekend road series of the year. And, uh, yeah, we'll get uh, coverage underway at 745. So uh, in a little bit less than uh, 40 minutes right here on KMOX. Well, obviously the biggest story for the Cardinals over the last week plus has been Adam Wainwright collecting career win number 200. He did that in the first game of the Brewer series. Now, Wainwright was a guest of former former uh, Cardinals pitcher Kyle McClellan on the Chattersbox podcast, and they did an extended interview. You can hear the whole interview by headed to uh, going to cardinals.com slash podcast or just uh, doing a search for Chattersbox. But we wanted to play some of this uh, for you as uh, this was Adam Wainwright talking with uh, Kyle McClellan and just uh, – talking about how it felt and everything that went along with winning number 200. Mm, I don't know. I don't, I, it's really cool. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, you know, I, I kept trying to tell myself, look, you know, it's just a number. I, if I go out and throw three shutouts in a row to end the season and they don't score runs, 199, 200, is not a di- well, it, there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference, you know, there is. And, but, um, I got some really cool text messages along the way, you know, and, and uh, a lot of great encouragement from tons of different people along the way. And it took me an hour and 42 minutes today to answer text messages from the other day. So, um, you know, I, I tried to do a personal one, too, not just like a, you know, a, a mass text to everybody. I, I, I felt like, you know, people, a lot of people had their hand on this. So I felt like I needed to make it personal back to them. And, and uh, I loved every second of it. You know, it wasn't a wasn't like oh gosh it was a man this is this is pretty neat you know I mean a lot of those names had to be I'm sure guys you competed against former teammates I mean give me an idea of uh 300 and something texts I know you posted you know I mean yeah yeah what are some of those names that stood out 450 something (laughs) texts actually crazy I didn't even think I had you know that many people that cared about (laughs) me that much but I appreciated it so much um I mean, some crazy names, right? Johnny Bench reached out to me. I did not know he had my number at all. He didn't. He just went and got it somehow. Um, I had Rob Manfred reach out. I had, uh, you know, John Hamm reach out and some other cool people like that in the Hollywood scene. I had um, 
lots of former players and teammates reach out and and uh all my family of course and people growing up you know that i hadn't talked to since little league i mean really a lot of really neat things happened this week yeah so take me back to that game i mean it's uh, it's been a tough year for you right mm-hmm. i mean it, uh, yep. w- when you come into this year you're thinking i only got a handful left to get i'm probably going to get it you know you're 42 man it's like in in and, and i know you you know, like watching mm-hmm. you, I can tell, like, you don't have to go in it, but you're not a hundred percent. Let's nope. just say that. Not even close, <laughs> right? buddy. So, I mean, it's clearly, you can see that yeah. and you're going out and competing and, and you've had some tough ones. And the thing that I respect about you more than anything, and this is, this is not just this year, but like you, you can't get, you can't get down. Like I've never seen mm-hmm. you get down. I've seen you get frustrated, but you come back and you're always optimistic mm-hmm. and it's always the next start. I'm going to turn it around, yep. you know, and, and you've convinced yourself that you convince your teammates that, um, and, and you've, you've gone through this season, had the ups and downs, that game in Baltimore, you man, that, that had to be the one that's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to get this right. Like if you don't yeah. get that one in Baltimore, it's, it's a lot harder. Makes it a lot tougher. And, uh, I'll tell you, I, I got done with that game and I told Jenny, I think this is one of my favorite wins ever just because, um, you know, the, the chips were stacked against me had not been, uh, going well for a few months. I actually had been pitching a little better lately and, you know, working around what I have now, I'm, I'm finally getting comfortable with what I have. And so like, I know I need to change some arm angles and mm-hmm. throw some different speeds on different pitches and change locations of things that I didn't used to throw and, and try different stuff. And, and the hitters are telling me that that works, you know, so like, you know, if my body didn't feel horrible, I might <laughs> think, golly, that might be fun to just see what a whole season that looks like. Because you know, the times that I've done that well, um, I've pitched pretty good games against some good teams san diego baltimore and now um milwaukee you know we're talking about three really really talented offenses um coming down the stretch here i knew it was gonna not gonna be easy i faced san diego atlanta baltimore milwaukee and then san diego again and then cincinnati which has always had my number so I'm thinking, well, dang, if I get it, I'm going to earn it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the idea going into the season was to get five wins in the first month of the right. season, right? Like, right. just go ahead and get it over with and then just have great time and win 215 games mm-hmm. this year. But uh, about two weeks before the season started, my body just, man, it was just shut down on me, basically. You know, I fought, I fought my way through the WBC the best I could. Luckily, I had an incredible curveball work in that I could work at any count. Didn't have much fastball, but I didn't almost need to because I was spinning it really well. And then when I started the season finally this year, um, well, I tweaked my leg right in the very last second, the, the right before the championship game of the WBC, tweaked my, my adductor in my left leg, so I missed a couple of weeks there. But when I did come back, I lost my curveball for, <laughs> you know, a, a couple of months. And so, like, you know how that is for me. That's like, yeah. I don't even, that's like losing oxygen almost yeah. for me. You, you know, throw that pitcher. more in your fastball. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that made it a lot tougher. Um, and so, you know how it is. Sometimes you just got to find a way. Sometimes you got to figure out when it's not going good or you got, you know, your arm stinks or your back's killing you, which has been very true of both of those <laughs> all year this year. You just got to figure out a way to make it happen and, and find a way to win. Well, I can tell you my son and I were watching, um, you know, every time you're starting paying attention to it, get home from practices or whatever, it's like, Hey, let's turn it on. Uh, and one, nothing. And you go out for the fifth and look like you're cruising. Okay. Is he going to come back out? Yeah. He goes back out for the sixth, you know, Ali comes out, have that conversation. Okay. We're going to, we get through this. 
And then the stinking leadoff hitter gets on, I think, every inning, the seventh, eighth, and ninth, when they bring the bullpen in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, one nothing game. Um, at that point, like, if it doesn't happen there, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, mentally, I don't know. I mean, he's the toughest He's the toughest guy mentally, I know. <laughs> but I'm like, man, I don't know. I think he's all in on this. Yeah. And, and let, let's get it finished. But so you, you're out of the game. You, you lose the control mm-hmm. now. Yep. Um, you can see the way your teammates are fighting. I mean, it's it's obvious they're playing different than, than we've seen them play. I mean, yeah. they know what's on the line. Um, Helsley comes in for a four-out save, hasn't had it since May. So it, it finally happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, the fly ball goes to right field. Mm-hmm. It finally happens. I mean, just what what is that? What is that like? Because you know what I noticed? When, I, when, that, when that last out was made and Tommy catches the ball, you know what I noticed right away? Jordan Walker is right behind him, and he jumps up for joy like he won the World Series. Mm-hmm. And I think my whole team did that during that second. And it was just – it was so cool to me. They were pushing hard for me. You know, they wanted to win, obviously, anyways. But for us to go out and win that game, especially a one nothing game, yeah. you know, where I was able to pitch seven good innings, and uh, I felt like me again. You know, if at least one last time I felt like me out mm-hmm. there. It felt like – I was supposed to be, you know, as a pitcher, I was in control of the game and controlling counts and keeping guys off base. And when they did get on base, controlling the running game and doing all the little things that pitchers have to do. And uh, when that third out was made, you know, he's jumping up and down and I'm, I'm, I'm hugging, I'm, I'm tearing up and, and hugging, you know, the first two hugs I gave were to Jason Shutt and Adam Olson, the two guys that have poured the most into me the last five or six years when it's been, you know what, it's been a work for them. To get those me out those there. are athletic trainers. Those athletic trainers, know, yeah. yeah. And they, they, and that's been work for them. And them and Chris Conroy was the next one. And these three guys have been there through thick and thin for me. When I showed up the other day, I showed up with all kinds of back spasms you can't believe. <laughs> and uh, Conroy goes, "All right, go get him." And then he looked at Adam. He told me this afterwards. He looked at him. He goes, "Man, he's he's up the creek, dude. He's mm-hmm. screwed." Mm-hmm. And then Adam walks into the trainers and to the uh, Ollie's office and says, "Hey, you might want to get a Plan B going because this guy's pretty jacked up today." And you know, my arm was not great. It's it's not in the best spot. <laughs> you know, we'll talk about it more after the season, <laughs> right. but it's been better. I'll just tell yeah. you that. And uh, I warm up was probably the top three toughest warm ups I've ever had in my whole life. Um, you know, just could barely get it to the catcher. And and as we got warmed up, I thought, you know what? This is that we're doing it today. Mm-hmm. Today it's happening, and I'm putting everything I got into this. Every single thing I got, I'm leaving it out there, and we'll see what happens. That was Adam Rain- Wainwright, just a small part of his conversation with Kyle McClellan, part of the Chatters Box podcast. You can find that at cardinals.com slash podcast, the Cardinals uh, YouTube page, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. If you do a search for uh, Chatters Box, you can find that really interesting stuff. And that story is starting to make the rounds about the fact that he was in really bad physical shape leading into that game against the Brewers, so much so that the trainers were telling Oliver Marmel that you – you might not want to pitch this guy tonight. And uh, I read uh, John Denton had uh, relayed the story in his weekly newsletter, and he, I think he had a quote from Marmel where they said that Wilson Contreras could have caught Wainwright's bullpen barehanded because there was just such little velocity coming out of Wainwright's uh, arm that night. And then he went out and threw 
seven scoreless because baseball is a funny game. All right, uh, we will come back. By the way, we'll, help, we'll play a little bit more of that conversation during the Cardinals pregame show uh, later on. So if you want to hear more from Adam Wainwright, that's going to be coming up in just a bit. But up next, we'll be joined by uh, Daniel Steve, Fox 2, Channel 11. We'll get his take on City SC and a few other things, including his alma mater, Mizzou, playing in St. Louis tomorrow. That's all coming back, uh, coming up as we come back in just a moment with a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What defines us is who we are as a collective group and, and uh, how we progress and gain momentum through the season. The Coach's Corner with St. Louis City Coach Bradley Carnell. Mondays at 9.35 on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. Time to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. We're very happy to welcome onto the program, friend of the program, Daniel Esteve, Fox 2, Channel 11. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Good. Now, do you recognize that song? I don't. Uh, do you recognize the just ambient noise in the background for me? Are you playing basketball? Is that what you're doing? No, gosh, no. I am just taking in the sights. Of Prep Sports oh, in St. Okay. Louis. Nice. Where are you at? I'm coming at you live from Parkway North High School right now. Okay. Good to know. Uh, I, that did, was... I did just leave Chaminade and CBC, though. Or excuse me, CBC and Dismet, which was a wild matchup. You're jumping all over the place, which is, uh, which is good because you're a hard worker. Now, that was, uh, that was Daniel by uh, Elton John. See what we did there? Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are, now, can that be your song when you come on here, or would you like something else? I'll take it. Okay. I mean, I like to switch it up, but I'll take that one for sure. What would what would your walk-up song be if you were a baseball player? Oh, goodness. So, back in the day, I was pretty lame with my back my like walk-up songs back when I played. I would do, like, Back in Black and ACDC, something boring. Well, we switch it up every now and again because I grew up so close to the border. We would do some kind of Mexican music, and, and that was always a lot more fun for me. kind of got me more in the zone. Okay. That sounds very exciting behind you right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, they just kicked a field goal. So Parkway North down four now, seven to three. Ledoux in the lead. Oh, my alma mater. There you go. There you go. See, Matt, I knew I tried to sync this up, and this worked out perfectly. Go Rams. Go Rams. <laughs> so, um, City SC, what, what does it mean for this team that they were able to clinch a playoff berth? Uh, and, and they're in really good shape, not just for clinching a playoff berth, but for having a really fantastic seed, maybe the one seed. But uh, nobody saw this coming from this team this year. Absolutely not. I think the highest I saw a pundit having them finish this season was like 14th place. And just the reality 
of feeling the pressure to maintain the first seed, I think, tells you even more about how extraordinary this season's been than just clinching a playoff spot. Because the clinching a playoff spot at 50 points, that was pretty much a guarantee. Now, having this decision to do you keep some of your cards in your pocket, taking on an LAFC team that you may see in the playoffs, how do you approach these last couple of games? Do you feel the pressure to get home field advantage? The need to get that? I think speaks volumes to just how incredible this season's been that we're in a position that we're actually stressed out trying to maintain first place rather than just make the playoffs or be relevant. I know they don't score any goals in that LAFC game, but they that's a scoreless draw, and that's a really, really good LAFC team. Do you think that's a, a pretty good performance from City? Honestly, don't even ask me. I spoke to Taylor Twelman before the game. He said LAFC, in his opinion, is the best team in MLS. So to hold the best team in any sport to a, a draw or a 0-0 or a scoreless game, our first clean sheet I'll add in the last, what, three matchups, it's huge. And you'd love to see that with Nielsen and Parker, them getting their bearings, having a very attacking fullback set with Markanik and, and Watts. I mean, you held that team to zero, and both teams had chances. They really felt like it was a 50-50 game, and the result was a good one. So. Taylor Twelman went on to say it was a must-win for City. I think the draw was more than enough and gave me confidence moving forward that this team could either maintain that one seed or compete come playoff time. They they match up against Minnesota coming up tomorrow. This is the Minnesota team that ended that streak there early on in the season. You can't really take anything, though, away when you you compare that time of the year to this time of the year, right? does, Does that film do anything for you? I honestly don't think it does much at all, simply because the teams are so different. Maybe some of your listeners don't know, but Timo Perky, uh, Puki, excuse me, played for Norwich City, was actually the Premier League player of the month not two or three years ago, four, and he, now he's a striker for Minnesota. So that was an acquisition they made. And, of course, our entire team, our entire makeup is completely different with Nielsen playing, Klaus playing, Leuven playing, Blum playing. You've got an entirely different setup. It almost feels like two different teams going up against each other for the first time. Continuing chat with Daniel Steffi. Now, you got to, before we move on to a couple other things, you've got a soccer podcast. Can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about it and what they can expect out of it? I do. I do. I'm really excited about it, too. So I appreciate you asking. So it's called Wembley's Game. And that's got kind of a twofold meaning to it. My first ever world football match was at Wembley Stadium, of course, the home of football. And because of that, I named my dog after it, Wembley. So he dons the cover art, and we call him a soccer pup, and this is a soccer pod. Um, And I've just fallen in love with the game and wanted to have a platform where I could talk about it and focus on it from a global perspective. But nobody wants to hear me talk about it. I don't have a lot of experience in it, but I've been fortunate to be surrounded by so many people in St. Louis that know plenty and who have been a part of its past, present, and future. And they've been fortunate enough to give me some of their time, so I felt comfortable enough to, uh, to start the podcast and hopefully share some more of these incredible people's stories in and around the game. And that's not just, you know, focused on the field. It's also focused on the pitch, rather, but it's also focused on the business side of it, the, um, the experience of it, and also the art of it, which uh, is a really cool guests I'll be having on in the next couple weeks as well. Awesome. We encourage everybody to uh, to check that out. Before we get you out of here, your alma mater, Mizzou, they are in St. Louis tomorrow for the Mizzou to the Lou Classic. They're going to match up uh, against Memphis. Are you going to get the opportunity to go? How nice is it to see Mizzou football playing here in St. Louis? 
I'm excited about it. I will be there. Uh, it's actually an interesting schedule for Fox 2 and KPLR tomorrow. We don't have any shows, so we've got the flexibility to really go out and cover. Um, so I'll be getting some low-angle shots over at the Dome and really just taking in the sights. And I was able to put together actually a preview piece heading into that matchup. And going through the last time St. Louis played in the Dome was really fun when you had the old rivalry against Illinois. And a cool little tidbit is Mizzou's undefeated in the Dome in the 21st century. They've never lost. So I don't know if any of you guys want to head over to Illinois or maybe Kansas and put down some kind of wager. You didn't hear it from me, but they're undefeated in the Dome. I'm sure they hope to maintain that tomorrow. Now, I I hate asking this question because I'm a proud K-State grad, but how big can that win be for them last week, for them to just find a way to win? It feels like when you get to that find a way to win stage of developing a program, that's a really big part of uh, becoming a a more consistent winning uh, program. Well, first off, Matt, you know you're one of my favorite humans. I'm sorry for your loss, okay? I'm staring at purple and white as we speak. Um, But I think the big thing wasn't the result for Mizzou. Obviously, the result was awesome, and the way they did it was great. But for me, in the Eli Drinkwitz era, I hadn't seen an intermediate route thrown by a quarterback since Drew Locke was playing at Mizzou. And to see the route trees, to see Brady Cook feel like he's almost kind of gotten the chains off of him and shown what he can be capable of as a quarterback, that gave me more confidence in anything moving forward than a 61-yard field goal could have. And that drive, honestly, leading up to that field goal was one of the more impressive things I've seen from Eli Drinkwitz's offense since he's come to Columbia. And that maybe isn't saying too much. I mean, we're talking about a coach who, to this day, still hasn't had a winning season as head coach of Mizzou. But it gives me the confidence to think that this could be that season. And this is, if you're playing devil's advocate in favor of Eli Drinkwitz, the first recruiting class that he's finally been able to shape this team and kind of get his image in there, and, and it looked great. It really did. Any update on how my uh, Ladue Rams are doing right now? <laughs> Seven to three, and they're driving. Okay. Just outside the red zone, I'd say they're on the 34-yard line, and it is second and four. Is Coach Tarpey still the head coach, Ladue? Am I putting you on the spot there? We'll be talking to their coach at the end, so I can confirm that after the fact. But this is my first time. And this is really exciting for me personally. It's my first time in the field on a Friday night oh, instead okay. of in studio hosting our Fox 2 prep zone since I moved to St. Louis. Okay. And this was all I did back in Texas. So this is, this is uh, bringing up all the good memories for me, and I'm really enjoying it. So as far as the individual, aside from the teams that I've covered individually for stories, um, I don't have kind of that general scope like Kevin Ryan's would of a lot of the coaches and things like that. I, so far, I I've think, got kind of the general trend. I think Coach Tarpey is still the head coach there. He was an assistant uh, back in, you know, my glory days of playing football there. I can actually tell you that right now. Give me one second. Your Rams are driving down the left side with a decent two-yard gain, I'd say, on first and ten. I got the rosters and everything right here. So you can go ahead and continue with any questions you got, Matt. I'll uh, I'll send it to the fact department right here. I mean, we were we were kind of wrapping up here, so you know, I, I don't have a whole lot more for you. I get you. it, Matt. Yeah, I get it. That's okay. I understand. Okay. Well, if it's Coach Tarpy, I, I he coached me back in the day. There you go. Ooh, what position did you play, Matt? I was a lineman. Come on, you know what I look like. I was a lineman. No, come on now, come on. I see a skill set that could be translated throughout the throughout the field. 
Uh, true story with Coach Tarpey. We like were that, we were practicing one day, and he said that he probably you know what I'm not gonna tell this story. Daniel, have a wonderful night, and uh, we will talk to you again real soon. Hey, you're the man, Matt. Thanks for having me. Your uh, your Rams are down to the one. Okay, we'll very... keep you posted. Tune into the uh, prep zone tonight with Martin Kilcoin for the first time in a while. Oh, baby, and uh, and see how they did. All right, very good. Enjoy your evening watching high school football. Appreciate it. Man. Yep. Appreciate it, man. There's Daniel Steve live. What he he said from Parkway North. I the story was stupid. I'll tell the story. It was simply. So I'm I'm a big guy. I'm a lineman. None of our defensive players were coming up with any turnovers or anything. And I still remember this day, Tarpy said the first player to get a turnover uh, gets a uh, gets a snack the next day, like a bag of chips or something like that. The reason I held off on saying it is because I don't know if technically that's like some sort of violation, but it's probably not. Uh, and the ball got tipped at the line. I had nothing to do with it and it just landed in my hands. So he was looking for linebackers and members of the secondary to come up with turnovers, get interceptions. But no, me, the big guy on the defensive line, came up with it. And I definitely cashed in my bag of chips or whatever it was the next day. Thank you. Thank you. As the horrendous high school football player that I was, that was clearly one of the better moments of my horrible, horrible, horrible high school football career. That's right. That's exactly correct. All right, one more break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the program and get you ready for Cardinals baseball here uh, on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Starting to wrap up this somewhat shortened version of a Graybar Sports Open Line. We, of course, will have a lot of full shows coming your way here on KMOX as the Cardinals baseball season is just over a week from coming to an end. We'll still have our fair share of live sports. We'll have a lot of Monday night football, Thursday night football, of course, Chiefs football. We are St. Louis's home uh, for the Chiefs. we got SLU basketball. We're at home. Can't wait for a... Uh, Rammer and Earl Austin Jr. be back uh, broadcasting Billikens basketball. So we won't have two hours every night, but we'll have two hours, I'd say, most nights moving forward. And you know what? Before you know it, we're going to be down at the winter meetings, and then Klaibs and I will be coming your way on Wednesdays with our countdown to opening day show. So, yeah, just because uh, the baseball season is coming to an end, we still have a lot to get to before all is said and done. I got a text message about an hour ago. I don't know if this individual is still listening to the show, uh, but just asked about the direction that I thought the Cardinals were going to be going uh, to revamp the team and what they were going to do this offseason. You can ask me, but really you asked John Mosellock, and he has been very clear. Every time he's asked about that, he says, pitching, pitching, pitching. Actually, he said that twice in a row. He said it. He was quoted a million times, and then he doubled down on it uh, in his most recent uh, media session with um, with us. Uh, what about a week ago or so? Whenever that was. So, uh, yeah, they're they're just gonna they're just trying to bring in as much pitching as they possibly can. And it's not going to be easy. It's a huge story. I, I say that somewhat flippantly, like, yeah, they're just going to bring in a lot of pitching. 
I say it that way because they've been so open about that's what they need to do, but it's going to be very challenging. The money that needs to be spent or the capital that is given up in potential trades, not going to be easy to pull these things off. But the Cardinals know where they're at. The Cardinals know that that's what they need to do. And this is as important of an offseason as we have seen in a really, really long time as it feels like this team is at a bit of a crossroads here at the moment. But they still got three more series to go this year, including a weekend series against the Padres beginning tonight. Dakota Hudson on the mound, 6-2, and two, a 5.12 ERA. Matt Waldron going for the Padres, 1-3, a 5.16 ERA. Amron Total Access across the Cardinals radio network begins next, right here on KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 